Have you struggled with self-confidence? Being over 50, I've had countless moments of self-doubt from questioning my career choices to going through a divorce and trying to navigate the dating world as a single mom. Sometimes it feels like the doubts just keep piling up, but I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I am your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to be sharing the Beautifully Confident show, where we'll explore ways to grow our confidence inside and out. We'll hear from experts who have been through it all and learn practical tips for embracing our strengths and feeling more self-assured. I'm excited to embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and I hope you'll join me in overcoming our doubts and fears and become beautifully confident together. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to have you here. On our show, we explore the powerful connection between beauty and confidence, and we hear from incredible experts who have overcome challenges and risen to become the beautifully confident women they are today. And we know that confidence isn't always easy and that life can throw us curveballs that shake our sense of self. But by sharing our stories and the steps we took to elevate ourselves, we do hope to inspire and empower our listeners to embrace their own unique beauty and cultivate unshakable confidence. So sit back, relax, and get ready to feel beautifully confident. And I have an amazing guest today. I am so excited. I love the hair industry. I spent 27 years in it. So I am super excited to welcome Dana D. Frazier Middleton. Hi, Dana. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. you. Oh my goodness. You are going to be so impressed by all the things Dana has done and realize that she is definitely the authority that can help us on all things hair, healthy hair, fabulous stuff. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Dana became a licensed cosmetologist in 1997 while working full-time for Citibank in her native city, New York. Dana is a visionary who is passionate about healthy hair care and community service. As evidenced by her charitable hair events for homeless teen girls and children of incarcerated parents. My goodness, what an absolutely amazing thing, Dana. She has a reputation for treating each client's hair as if it is her own. In 2017, Dana launched two of her own products for all textures, DeFraser All Natural Scalp Oil and DeFraser All Natural Shea Pomade. Dana's skill and professionalism has allowed her work to be showcased at various private celebrity events, fashion shows, photo shoots, hair publications, music videos, and a period documentary based in the early 1900s. How fun. The Black Sorority Project. Ooh, I'm gonna have to check that out. She is also an experienced wig stylist that worked in the hair department on Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, and most recently, Jaja's African hair breeding production on Broadway. Fun, fun. Dana has also worked on television shows, Diara from Detroit, set to air on BET Plus in spring 2024, and Eric, set to air on Netflix soon thereafter. Dana is a healthy hair advocate, hair educator, distributor for hair extensions, and bespoke wig maker, who is continuously booked for wedding and special event hairstyling. So you're going to want to grab her if you're getting married. Dana has an MBA in business and holds a Bachelor's of Arts degree in communications. 
her flagship salon, D. Fraser Salon Boutique, is forthcoming. Oh, and we can't wait. Dana, oh my goodness, what, uh, what a list <laughs> of amazing things. So impressive. We cannot wait to hear from you. So let's just jump right in. And, you know, Dina, that was your, your list of fabulousness. So tell us about your journey, about how, how you got to where you are at this point in life. Thank you so much, Kelly. And I'm so excited and honored to be on your show today. I think, um, you know, the journey is, is still ongoing, uh, but as of right now, I just decided at some point while working at Citibank that I didn't want to stay there. And I was not impressed with how monotonous my day-to-day tasks became. And I needed mm-hmm. a creative outlet to do something else with my energy. So when I learned about the school near where I lived at the time, I jumped right on that opportunity, even though I knew it would be a sacrifice because I still had my nine to five job in order to learn that additional skill set of becoming a licensed cosmetologist. From that point, I had to keep the momentum going. And the way I was able to do that was working with other established stylists um, in their salons and doing that on a part-time basis until I was able to get my own salon after building a clientele in different locations I decided to branch out and start my own salon space, and that continued to propel me um, to move forward, learning different techniques. I continuously took advanced education classes. There are several beauty industry platforms that allow you to advance your skill set outside of what you've already learned, because basically, cosmetology school only teaches you how to past the state board exam. But once I started working with established stylists in their salons, you learn that you encounter other styling um, challenges or hair care needs that you might not have addressed or learned while you were in cosmetology school because the mannequin doesn't have any hair problems, right? (laughs) (laughs) So true. And I, Dana, I love that you said that um, because I do think it's important for people to realize in their field, if they want to advance, it's up to us to make that decision to see what's next for me. So I really commend you for, for saying that and, and taking those steps and not just becoming complacent in a salon and, um, you know, you, you left the monotony of of working in you know a nine to five corporate job, of course you didn't want to jump back into another monotony of exactly. Okay, and now this is what I do day in day out. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So you know, just continuing to learn and grow in the profession, open my eyes to other opportunities, and in a in a roundabout way, that's kind of how I began to be curious about other facets of hairstyling, which, you know, piqued my curiosity into Broadway television and film. I had clients who were in different industries um, who were working in some capacity with um, a music artist or uh, someone who's starting a t-shirt line or someone who's shooting, uh, you know, some kind of small production. And 
because they knew that I was capable and well-versed in a variety of hairstyling techniques, those opportunities were available to me. And any opportunity that I get to do something outside of the salon services, I, I jump at it because you're always going to learn something. Um, you're going to enhance your toolkit and there's nothing better than that. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. What a, I, I love it. I love your story. Um, and so a couple of things I, I want to pull out um, and it's just, I'm, I'm so excited this year to be working with women who have gotten to that, that point in life that they're sort of just going along and day in, day out, day over. So I love that, that you really realized this is not for me. This monotony is not for me. And then also realized, you know, now when I go to school, it is going to be a lot. Um, and it's, it's worth it to take that next step and not get stuck in that monotony and stay there. So I really commend you and I give our listeners some hope. If you are listening and you're feeling like, yeah, I feel like I am, I'm day in, day out, day over and, you know, rinse and repeat the next day. It is, it's okay to change what you're doing and, and move to that next step. So I love that. Exactly. And sometimes deciding on how to change or how to incorporate something new in your life can be very scary. And so I think starting in small steps um, is the best way. If it's more digestible for you to do something here and there, then do that. If it's, if, if your schedule and your finances allow you to take like a leave of absence from work to pursue something, do that. Um, because they always say your greatest reward is on the other side of fear, right? And so you have to understand that any kind of challenge that you face, it's going to be an opportunity for you to learn and grow, right? So that's always been something that I hold on to when I'm facing a situation where I have to make a decision or I, I feel like where I am is not enough and just trying to map out the strategy around, okay, so what else would I like to learn now? And so that learning um, has always been important to me. You know, the importance of education has been ingrained into my life um, as a young child, just academically. You know, my parents both instilled the value of education. They said always that if you have an ability, if, if you have possessions, if you have material things, that's nice and fine. But one thing that no one can ever take from you is your education, right? And so you can lose things. You can lose yeah. material things, but having your education will always give you the foundation that you need to bring those things back or even tenfold or get something else because you have the tools within you and your in your mind and your capabilities in order to make something happen. And honestly, as a hairstylist, it's no better example of being able to utilize your education or your knowledge and your experience to create something that you can see in real time. You can create yeah. from the client walking in the door and sitting in your chair, a completely different person. You can actually yeah. do that. And to me, that's, that's just the magic of it all. 
But going beyond that, because I was always entrenched in education, I pursued my bachelor's degree um, even after having my cosmetology license because I knew that was something that I always wanted to do. Um, and understanding the cycle of, of life, you know, understanding that being a hairstylist standing behind the chair is not going to be something that can sustain me realistically because we are human. Our bodies are not meant to stand for 12 and 14 hours at a time. <laughs> it's physically not healthy. Yes. You know, when, when we're young, it, you don't feel it. But as you get older, you start to realize, I can't do 10, 12 clients in a day. Yeah. And I, I, your body just doesn't want to. You have kids, you have other responsibilities that you have to manage. And so, again, I, I went to school again and got my master's in business because I know that for me, what my goal is, it involves me feeling confident with my knowledge in order to execute those plans. That's great. And so, Dina, you kind of touched on, I think, a little bit of a time that maybe you didn't feel so beautifully confident. Um, yes. And you also sort of touched on, like, the steps you took. Can you walk us through that time um, as well as how did you start to identify that? Because I think that's important for our listeners to hear of how do I know when I'm there? You know, why, why am I feeling like this? And then what are, you know, some things that you did to start to identify it and, and move past that? Thank you for that question. So because I started out in a corporate institution as my first job, and I learned um, the skills of cosmetology simultaneously while working there, I initially wanted to continue, continue to pursue both. And so the positions that were available to get me to the next level required a bachelor's degree. And so that was one of the things that I, I originally knew I wanted to complete. Um, so I enrolled into a, a school that allowed me the flexibility, again, to go to school at night because I still needed to pay my rent. I still had to pay my car note. and. Um, that was what I did. So the same way I went to cosmetology school at night, I went to college at night and completed my bachelor's degree because I said to myself, if at some point I decide I don't want to continue in this field, I need to be able to support myself and, you know, be able to have finances to support a family. And so getting my bachelor's degree was that first step because I saw based on the pay scale that if I did not have that, degree, mm -hmm. I would be capped at my income. And so I never want to limit myself with possibilities. And that's why I pursued completing my bachelor's degree. So continuing to work in both uh, spaces, um, I think what the turning point was for me, if we want to rewind back a little about a turning point that shook my confidence, things were going quite well in terms of me building my clientele as a stylist while I was working at that point for a Japanese bank um, in Midtown. So the idea came about with a family member to open a salon. They knew of a location that was great near them, which was not, nowhere near me. Um, 
And they knew that I had the skill set to be able to manage the business and bring clientele. So we decided to partner in that regard to open the salon space. Unfortunately, um, the family member did not have the same work ethic or vision and um, organization to strategize and the same way and a cohesive way as I did. So we had to part ways. And so again, having the understanding that in this industry at any point, something could happen. God forbid if there was any kind of accident and I was not physically capable to continue doing clients, what was I supposed to do to survive? So that was a turning point that shook my confidence because I was actually already enrolled in college. I was I had just resigned from my job in order to manage the business full time in the day. And I was thinking that, well, why is this happening? I've worked diligently all of this time to get to this point to have my own salon. And now I don't. Now I have to go back to working part-time in someone else's establishment just to maintain my clientele. And now I have to go back to the financial industry because this is not enough. You know, anytime there's a separation or a location change as a hairstylist, you're always going to lose business. There's, there's, that's just yeah. a no-brainer. Um, so that gave me that time of reflection to map out a different strategy. I knew then, okay, I have to pivot my thinking of what it is I want to do and how I want to get there. So I continued along that path and knew at that point, I would decide later on to advance my education even further with a master's degree because the business side of opening that salon space with that family member is really what was the downfall of me having to um, part ways with that that business venture because there were things done on the business side that were not 100% to my liking or the way that I would have set it up. And that became my driving force to pursue a master's in business at some point because at the end of the day, it is business. Yes, it's wonderful to be creative and to have all of these exciting components of hairstyling that really is usually the impetus for someone to say, I wanna be a hairstylist, right? You see the glitz and the glam, you see the red carpets and everyone noted, well, who did your hair for this? And who was the department head for this movie? Um, and who's the best stylist in town, right? Everyone has that kind of uh, loving affection for that aspect of hairstyling. But at the end of the day, the successful businesses are sustained because of how they operate as a business first. Yeah, oh, Dana, that is such a, a great takeaway to realize like, yep, I have this creativity, but I need this business background. So yeah, that's amazing. Oh. And yeah, lots of lessons. So something I, I also work with people on is the reflection. Because um, our reflection is like a superpower. If you do not take the time to stop and reflect, how do you know your next step? And you talked a lot about strategy. 
And that is part of moving forward in life, whether it's you own your own business or you just mapping out your life, you know, and I just, I think so many people don't take the time to stop, take a breath and reflect and, and realize like what's next for me. So I think that's great that you did that. So I'm going to shift us a little bit because a lot of your, um, like your, your businesses, your products, um, very based on healthy hair. And I just, why is that important for us and, and our confidence? It's extremely important. And I think that's what I learned early on in my career as a hairstylist. And that's actually how I carved out my own lane in the salons that I've worked in, because I've worked with some amazing and talented and super creative hairstylists that can do things that you wouldn't think were possible. You know, if someone comes in and they have all kinds of hair problems and they want this style that has, you know, all of these different components and requires um, a long process, but sometimes it was not done with care to the client's hair or their scalp and healthy hair starts with a healthy scalp. And so that's why I was, um, encouraged or that was I guess the driving force that allowed me to create the products that I have the scalp oil and the shea pomade um I'm a type of stylist that always cares for the hair first and the clients appreciate it they appreciate learning the differences of the types of ingredients and different relaxers they appreciate understanding how the ingredients and the products that you're using impacts their hair short-term and long-term. I I also take time out of the client's appointment to make sure that when they leave, that they understand how to maintain their hair on their own. It's wonderful to come in and to get a great service and to leave with a beautiful hairstyle. But if the next day your hair looks like the way it did when you first came in the salon, I feel like that's a disservice as a stylist to not allow a client the opportunity to be able to continue that look. Because again, they're coming to be beautified, but it's it's more than that. Because that time in the salon chair is when you're talking to clients throughout their process of getting their hair done. You're getting to know them You're getting to know their family. You're getting to know the ups and downs of of what they're dealing with at home life or with their work life. And there's a bond that gets created. And I take that that bond and that time personal, you know, because this is a personal exchange. Um, So I feel like it's a disservice to not, as a person, extend the courtesy of making sure that what they're coming to me for, that it can last them until I see them again. Because when they leave, they feel beautiful, but they feel empowered. They feel seen, they feel loved, they feel heard, they feel cared for. And I want them to keep that feeling. And so to me, part of giving them the post salon uh, maintenance tips is, um, it's very crucial to their experience when they come. I love that, Dana. And yes, I, I saw that in my years as well is 
you know, you're, you're there sitting in the chair, getting these things done. Do you not want to maintain it when you leave so that you look as fabulous as you do right now? You know, when you, when you turn someone around and they look in the mirror and they, and you see that smile and they are just like, Oh, I feel like a million bucks. Yes. Every day. Yeah. Ah. Oh, so Dana, share with us. Um, so our listeners that are like, I want healthy hair. I want to connect with her. Um, where can our listeners find you? First of all, second of all, um, what do you have that our, our listeners can, can grab? What do you have going on right now? Okay. Thank you for asking. Um, so where you can find me, I am on Instagram at the.frazier. I am on the web at dfraser.org and I can be reached directly through email at Dana at dfraser.org. And I don't worry, do, don't worry, listeners. This will all be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the things that I have going on, I actually co-authored a book last year called Boss Built. Uh, someone that I met, uh, this wonderful woman, Dr. Elaine Sanders, she reached out to me because she was gathering a group of women who were in variety um, careers, in a variety of careers, to come together and write a book to talk about their journey of exploration and self-discovery and whatever successes they might have had in their life thus far. And I told her, I didn't think I was, you know, up to doing that because I have so many more things that I want to do. I don't feel like I'm at the pinnacle of my career yet. And she said, Mm. you know, that doesn't matter because there's always someone who is where you started that could use some information or, or a shared experience to motivate them. So the book is called Boss Belt. If you go to my website, dfraser.org, you are able to purchase it there. There's a link for it as well on my Instagram profile. And um, so that's one thing um, to help empower other women, young girls who may be aspiring to follow a similar path. Um, So I'm happy about that. Um, I'm actually waiting to see what else is next for me show-wise. I do have a photo shoot to do with an actress tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. Um, but that is honestly, exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited for what the future has to hold. I'm working and still trying to identify the exact location that I want for my business um, to have my own brick and mortar again, but in a, a supersized version. Um, I've learned an additional set of skills to go take a deeper dive into the healthcare um, industry. Some people have heard of trichology. Some people have heard of PRPs. So those are the types of services that I'm looking forward to bringing to my clients um, in the near future. That's awesome. Uh, And all of that information will be in the show notes. So don't worry, listeners, you can grab it right there. (laughs) Especially if you're driving, you don't have to be writing everything down. 
Oh my goodness, Dana. Thank you so much for sharing everything you have. I, I feel like, yes, like it, even if they're not following your exact path to just empower women to realize I started this path, not loving it doesn't mean I have to stay in it. Exactly. And you know, what are the steps they can take, you know, look for that education and what, what is the next thing and reflecting on, you know, what are your strengths? Like you realized I want to be in something creative, you know, sitting behind this desk, desk is not serving me at all. And I'm not able to serve people. Exactly. So I think that's awesome. Yes. And our last question, I, and I love to hear people's answer to this. What does being beautifully confident mean to you, Dana? Yes, I knew this question was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so beautifully confident. Um, to me, it, I think being beautifully confident means having solace that allows me to understand that it's okay to not be where I think I'm supposed to be right now. Um, there's a quote by um, Lou Holtz that says, everybody needs four things, something to do, someone to love, something to believe in, and something to hope for. And I think that's part of it, you know, that fourth tenet, something to hope for is knowing it's okay that I'm at where I think I should be right now, but having something to hope for is my next goal. And based on every challenge that I've already overcome, every experience that I've had that made me sit back and say, okay, that wasn't fun. That process of growing through it and learning through it gives me the confidence to say, that's okay. I'm not where I think I should be. I haven't achieved these particular goals, but I've already achieved those, right? I've already gone through these things and I'm here, right? I, I survived them. And if I could survive those things, there's nothing to say that I can't survive anything that I'm facing now or in the future, because I've already built up that endurance. I've already built up that toughness, if you will. So I think each challenge that I've overcome adds to me feeling beautifully confident. Oh, Dana, I love that. And I love that quote. Ugh. I think our listeners are going to want to write that down and put it on their mirror. <laughs> they should. They should. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story, uh, your passion, and and what you have going on. You want to, our listeners, you guys want to grab that book as well. I know that it's going to be inspiring. I'm going to. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Thank Bye. you so much, Dana. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to have this time with you. Absolutely. Oh, so listeners, another fabulous episode of our Beautifully Confident show. Thank you so much for joining us as we explore the powerful connection between beauty and confidence. And remember, if you're feeling like your confidence has been shaken, it's never too late to rise up and step into your most beautifully confident self. 
And be sure to check our show notes for more information on how you can connect with us and continue your journey towards self-love and empowerment. And until next time, stay beautifully confident. Are you fed up with feeling exhausted and drained? I was some years ago until I took action to reclaim my confidence. Are you ready to regain your self-assurance and dive into a fulfilling professional journey that you adore? It's time to embrace the perfect blend of self-care and effective time management. Book a strategy call with me on my Beautifully Confident podcast website, where we'll team up and design a seamless work-life action plan tailored just for you. Take a peek at my 12-week She Elevates Now program, where we delve into the depths and establish lasting habits that will transform your life. Let's partner up and make magic happen. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.